the process of awakening the living connection between the human and the divine, between the universal truth within and without, is contained in the Christian Gospels. These holy scriptures are not just stories about the lives of certain personalities, but in fact address our own inner development and are intended to guide us through an inner process of change and soul growth. The Gnosis, the inner knowledge of spiritual truths, is not something that is outside of us. It is a unifying power that gives us strength and drives us forward on our own path of seeking and finding. Hello and welcome wherever you are in the world. This podcast is hosted by the Spiritual School of the Golden Rosy Cross. We publish audio reflections and articles written by pupils of the Golden Rosy Cross, exploring universal themes through the human experience and our own understanding on the spiritual path. The aim is to provide you with food for thought, inspiration for new questions, and impulses in your research for new answers. For more information on the Golden Rosy Cross, its activities and initiatives, visit goldenrosycross.org. We will approach the familiar teachings of Christianity as an esoteric message that was originally meant to guide us on the paths to universal life. This possibility has always been available to humanity and always will be until the moment measured in many millions of years when all human beings will have returned to their original state of unity with the divine universal life force. The inner dimension of Christmas points to the birth of light within the human being. What is Gnosis? Gnosis comes from the Greek word for knowledge, specifically knowledge of spiritual truths, or God, and more specifically, first-hand knowledge of spiritual truths, or God. That does not mean knowledge we have read or learned from books or courses, and does not depend on the academic degrees we have. It is first-hand knowledge something that we have experienced ourselves. This knowledge, this wisdom, helps us to penetrate the essence of life and to put the truth into action. The question arises, is it possible that today we can acquire some of that knowledge, the knowledge we call Gnosis? The answer is yes, it is possible, but this knowledge cannot be acquired in the way that we are used to learning. This is because Gnosis refers to internal knowledge, knowledge that originates in the human being in whom a special process has been initiated. It is the one ancient imperishable message which has been brought into accord with a new universal impulse. The essential fundamental task of the Gnostics is to preserve and to disseminate the divine impulse as a force and to revivify it again and again.
It could be said that it is a kind of fermentation process due to the fact that a divine principle, a primordial atom, the rose of the heart or the spirit spark, has become active in an individual. This primordial atom and its potential have been described in religions, myths, and philosophies from all corners of the world because it is the basis of all spiritual endeavors. Therefore, we can affirm that no book and none of the sciences that are based on the human intellect, however interesting they may be, can contribute to the true gnosis, the internal knowledge that actually comes from within. The Bible testifies to Gnosis, addressing several different spirals of consciousness. Because of this, the Bible can be read in several different ways. Those who approach the Bible cannot see or read it in more than what corresponds to their level of consciousness. The spiral that matches their consciousness can be reached without effort or the need to use any keys. If we truly discern the spiritual world, we need to be able to let go of the concepts we have received from the material world. The stories in the New Testament, when understood in a Gnostic sense, also tell us how to follow the path to the truth. The Gospels are most often seen as religious stories about the life of a personality known as Jesus. The real meaning of religion, however, is to connect again with a divine remnant that is within us but unknown to us. It is not about copying the behavior of an enlightened individual from 2,000 years ago. In order to describe this process in terms of esoteric Christianity, we will take four figures from the Gospel stories and look at their significance in our own story of the path of return. These four figures are Herod, John the Baptist, Jesus, and Christ. They are not just four different people, but can represent four different stages of consciousness of the same human being, the same consciousness as it undergoes the process of transformation, or what is called transfiguration in the universal wisdom. Now, after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. In Herod, we see the egocentric consciousness that recognizes the birth of the new soul, Jesus, but is not ready to accept it. 
In the highest position as ruler, Herod has come to the limit of what he can do. Herod's new state of consciousness is awakening, but he's still trying to dampen it, muffle its voice, destroy it. Herod is in each one of us. Herod can be seen as the consciousness that tries to maintain the personality, the ego consciousness. We too, like the baby Jesus, need to escape from Herod until there is an awakening of the new state of consciousness. When we come to the limit of what we can do from the ego. And so we become seekers and start the quest for new answers and perspectives of life, for truth and the real meaning of life. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. In the figure of John the Baptist, the one who announces Jesus and baptizes him, we see that our consciousness has started to experience the desert of life, the emptiness and ultimate futility of everything, yes, everything that you have gained in the material world. We go up to the limit of our consciousness and realize that it is not adequate to take us beyond our ego. The real meaning of our existence is still far away from us, we go up to the limit of our own consciousness, symbolized by water, the river Jordan. Now at this border, John sees the truth he's been yearning for. Jesus, the higher state of awareness. John meets Jesus in the Jordan, which also is a symbol for the heart sanctuary. And by baptizing him, we hand over the reins to him to lead us on the path of transfiguration. He must increase, but I must decrease. At the border of his possibilities, John sees the truth, Jesus, the higher state of awareness for which he has been yearning, and he surrenders to it. He has prepared the path for Jesus, symbolically speaking, he has opened a space in the macrocosm for Jesus. John is the seeker within us that perseveres on the path. He is the active spark driving the process. We need to become like John the Baptist. If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. 
and those who lose their life for my sake will save it. What does it profit them if they gain the whole world, but lose or forfeit themselves? Jesus represents the possibility to go beyond the limit of the old state of consciousness and to approach the spirit. Thus, a revolution is started within the human being. The twelve dynamic forces of human life, which can also be seen as the twelve pairs of cranial nerves, transformed, or the twelve aspects of the new state of consciousness, increase in their influence as the ego agrees to humbling itself in order to protect and nurture the growing new soul. Jesus is the new soul who will begin to guide the process from accepting the transformative powers of the Spirit. We need to support the growing new life of Jesus within us through purification so that we may receive the bread, the new etheric energy, and the wine, the new astral being, the purified desires. For I handed on to you as of first importance what I in turn had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. Christ has several meanings in the universal wisdom. One is the universal light and wisdom that flow unceasingly into this world in a form that can be absorbed by us. Christ represents the organic transformation of the new human being that will transform our lives from the inside out. After three days, he rises from the dead, that is, after transforming the heart sanctuary, the head sanctuary, and the pelvic sanctuary, so that the human being concerned is living from a new source, the source of the heart that is connected to the incoming divine universal light and no longer from the ruler of this world, from Herod. We all carry the seed for this process and for this new perspective on life. It is the birth of the light in the human heart. How does all this apply to us in the 21st century? How does our life change? How does it affect our daily life? Our daily life becomes easier because all the things that grabbed our attention and our energy, our desires, our wants, our needs, become gradually less important as we see the larger picture, as we begin to understand and see the truth behind how everything plays out, we can leave it for what it is. We can stop wringing our hands over the injustices in the world, even though we do not lose compassion, as we know that we are doing something about them by stepping away from being controlled by the ego. 
It is a new approach to life. This path is open to everyone. It is in fact integral to real life, to a life that leads to a new life rather than to a recycling on the wheel of birth and death. All Gnostic spiritual schools of the past existed and the Golden Rosy Cross exists today in order to make this path known so that we can follow it ourselves as agents of change for humanity. The necessary steps on this path are available to us all, starting in the rose of the heart, in the spirit spark, where the beginning of this process lies. Angelus Silesius, a 17th century mystic, wrote, Though Christ a thousand times in Bethlehem were born, if he's not born in you, your soul is still forlorn. May this Christmas season be spiritually uplifting for all of you. The divine can be born and grow within us. The Christmas season is the perfect time to focus on the things that really matter in life. During this dark time of the year, we receive an ideal opportunity for inspiration and renewal. So if you would like to take some time for reflection and inspiration during the Christmas season, we offer a free online program based on the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus the Christ by Levi Dowling. The texts allow you to contemplate the esoteric meaning of Christmas and the Christmas season. By focusing your attention on them, you create a receptivity to a very spiritual process, the light birth within yourself. That is the Christmas miracle of awakening and activating the divine being within you. It is the beginning of a completely new spiritual path, a glorious spiral of development that never ends. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you wish to support us in reaching more people, like our posts, rate us with five stars on iTunes, Leave a positive comment where you can or share our content on your social media.